pull up. We chillin' in the PDX. Roll up the blunt. Who we having on next? Chris with the comedy, Charlie with the facts. We spittin' game, feelin' like some max. Everything and nothing, everything and nothing, everything and then OTH Hey, everything and nothing, everything and nothing, everything and then OTH no, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll it. That's I'm fine. Sorry. No, no, you have to do the last episode. It's fine. <laughs> Welcome back to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing. I'm your host Chris. This is my co-host Charlie. I'm Charlie. How's it going? Hi, Uh huh. Sure has. Sure has. Sure did. So, you know, today's special guest. Bite a finger before that kid ruined it for you. I know. I was out there just biting random people's fingers for years. No one, and then he called me out. You made me a meme. <laughs> you made a kid. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> Today's special guests are Michelle Cody. Hi. Hi. And Patrick Thomas Perk. Hello. Uh, host of the Recyclables podcast, uh, News Dump. News Dump. Also a podcast. And technically, there is one episode of Talking Shit Spilling Pee that's, on the internet. That's right. And then there are two in the can that I've done nothing with because I don't count ours because it was a disaster. Oh, okay. It was just, we were super meandering. Like, we didn't talk about, it was just everywhere. You and me with 13 hours of tangents that right? I have saved in yeah, my computer exactly. were meandering. Shocker. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> How? Well, because I'll, I'll... We just let each other talk, and, like, almost any time we record, we're probably recording for, like, what, two hours like average? A, like, an hour episode, a 45-minute episode is, like, two hours for... for yeah, and you trim it up. And because some well, of it, he trends it up. I do none of that. And because some of it is like it's just this bullshit where I'm like, this doesn't like in recyclables. It's not going to matter that we had those conversations. So there's some of that. So yeah, he cuts them out. Mainly just anything I so say. So all I of this it. is going into our podcast. It is. Oh no, it, I think it, it's interesting because it's a conversation <laughs> yeah. about how we edit our podcast. There's, yeah. a, there's an awkward <laughs> moment when I'll have like Dahlia on, and I'm like literally erasing my black trans friends' words from existence, uh, and I'm like. <laughs> Well, uncomfortable. Put that in a separate file. Yeah, I mean, but it's also like, well, I'll I'll have a false start maybe with what I'm saying. I'll go down the wrong path. We'll get so ADHD off the topic that, like, with recyclables at least, I'm trying to keep a narrative going. And with right, and with the news dumps, we're trying to like let people have information. So us being like, I got glittery tits in my face isn't <laughs> isn't relevant to the story of Claudia well, I Jones. Think it's relevant, that is but... news. For yeah. sure. We we had an entire segment called Charlie Finds a Date. I mean <laughs> How'd it go? Ongoing. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh Charlie's rooting for you. I'm trying to because well, okay, so in the middle I I can't remember Charlie, you're on the line with Dr. Pat. What's what's we did because Bo down. I was, I was dating <laughs> I was dating Bo for a while there. In the middle of that, so like I think we like stopped at the segment and then we did another couple of them. Guys. I don't What's your 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 whatever? I don't know. Sorry, words. Your preference. Yeah. So I, women. Oh, okay. or cis cis women. You prefer oh. cis women. Prefer. Do you think you'd want to? Do you think you'd be willing to check out a trans lady? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Probably. I'll say it's pretty dope. Just gonna say, it's pretty dope. No regrets whatsoever. Okay. It was a fun experience. So, I, I think someone I slept with was, but 
didn't want to talk about it, but I didn't press it. But it, there was like a weird moment where like they, I think exactly what they said, she said was, I'm going to like go wash out my vagina. And like, there was way more sink action than any shower action. And I was like, I don't know that you're that maneuverable, but like, I don't like, like the way I am, I don't care. Like it wasn't, I was like, sweet, like sweet. One more thing to add to the checklist. Like another kind of person I've engaged with sexually. Chichi. So because of how they washed their vagina, that gave you an indication that they potentially maybe their vagina came out was my assumption. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Right now. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how that surgery works? No. You got you got your hot dog, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You got your hot dog. Mm-hmm. You cut the hot dog. Hot dog ways. Kind of open it up. Take all. I think you take the corpus callosum out, like the part that's going to get meaty and expand. Yeah. That part gets removed. Then. You invert that and put that inside. I thought there was like additional stuff that was put inside well, as well. So, um, then obviously they're going to use like the head of your penis and stuff like that. That's going to be like your clit. And then they're going to use some of the extra skin to be labia, everything like that. Um, I think Karina was even implying that like they use some of your ball sack as part of the vagina. Okay. Though. For some reason, I thought there was like but, an element no, so of. There, so there is something. So. A prosthetic when, element. Yeah, yeah, there is a okay, prosthetic okay. element. So there is what's it's called a dilator. And you just you don't have to wear it all the time. It's in like but you usually have to like do it every day or a certain amount of time. I, don't quote me, I don't know a lot of this, but yeah. I am curious about this stuff, obviously, because it's interesting. Um, but you have that dilator in there to make sure that that stays an in indie instead of becoming an owie. Okay. So maybe that's what was happening, but also she just might be really good again. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And it was like it's one of those things where it's like it's not really my business as long as she had a good time and right. she wanted to be there. Like every exactly. Every indication was she wanted to be there. So I've like, definitely heard conversation that post surgery, a the vagina is almost indistinguishable. They look very. Yeah, I wouldn't. You really can't tell it apart. And like it's it's. Do you know how they do the penis? Oh no! This is so cool. I learned this like I learned this a couple like three or four weeks ago. So um, they're gonna take either skin from your forearm or your leg to make the shaft, and then obviously they're gonna use like your clit and stuff like that to create the really sensey areas mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and then they do give you a ball sack and those balls have a function because you use one to inflate the naughty noodle, if you will. (laughs) And then the other ones to deflate it like those Nike shoes. Yeah. It's amazing. Great. One of my friends was like, they they said it was hard for them not to imagine it because it's inflate like it being like the wavy arm thing. I I was picturing like fucking those shoes from the 80s and 90s. Like, (laughs) hey, baby. baby. Yeah. It was free on YouTube. You know what what bugs me about anti trans trans people anti trans people is you know what that, bugs me about trans people? Well no, I said anti trans people, but it like I'm teasing you. Is that like that would my dick doesn't work because of my back stuff. I've been pretty open about so that you're on not stage. A man. I'm not Sorry. a man. Lost I'm your sorry. man card. But more importantly, like because of the advancements we've made because of trans needs. My penis will someday benefit, I'm sure. I'm sure I can go to a doctor and be like, hey, can we fix the nerve damage or can I get one of those cool balls? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's, I think, the most frustrating thing about all of these conversations around groups that you're not a part of and that you don't respect is that you refuse to acknowledge that not only do they like you don't you don't acknowledge that they deserve those things. And then you don't even want to acknowledge that likely that that will benefit you, too. Like a rising tide raises all ships. 
but it doesn't work in economics because economics is garbage because money is real. Right. It doesn't but work like, in capitalism. When you're, economics when you're adequately is a allocating resources well and meeting the needs of everyone around you, all of us will benefit. It's almost like the thing that made us human and allowed us to evolve was our ability to care and take care of each other. Wild. I fucking hate everything. I've been Star Trek keeps trying to tell us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still have not watched an episode of Star Trek. I, I, got, I got a good series to recommend. Oh. I, I, oh. Strange New World would be a good way yeah. to start this new series that literally just started. What about Picard, though? Nope. No. The second season was bad. Yeah, oh, I couldn't no. even finish it. it was right. bad. Oh, no. And I love, like, Patrick Patrick Stewart is one of the Patricks you, you want to be when you're named Patrick. Really? You're like, I want to be that one. I but I was, I think I got to, like, the fourth... <laughs> A, it's hard to tell how many episodes I watched because a lot of them were the same. Yep. And oh, no. B, there was like a lot of weird like in in don't drink gin in the juice. Well, fuck, I can't remember the, the Marlin Brothers have a movie that's a parody of Boys in the Hood mm-hmm. where every time something happens, like every time the, the, the kind of message moment comes up, somebody pops up and goes, message! Yeah. And like Starship <laughs> Guard has all these points where they're like, message! Yeah. <laughs> no, like, like they're not actually saying it, but it gets really obvious. Like there's a scene where they're like breaking from ice detention, like character out. but And it's just like, ice bad, there you go. We agree. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. We said it. We said it's a bad. Like, okay. They land in in uh, Paris or France or whatever. But then, of course, they have to go to LA to see how bad. And they can see that California is burning, and like, oh, like uh, it's all this pollution. And, like I can't believe it. Like because they go to the past, and that's the extra yeah. confusing part. Is they go into Star Trek's version of. 20 whenever it is 2025 or whatever yeah, it's, and oh that start, sounds bad well Star Trek timeline is super close to ours until like 10 years ago when they have this thing called the Bell Riots where basically they uh, imagine if you will you put all the poor people in just individual districts wall them up crowd them in oh that sounds and, really weird I yeah. don't think we've ever done that and you- how have you heard of that as a thing? No. Just think about that. I highly doubt there's like specific words for it. Uh, yeah. I, um, so some dude named Jerry's definitely at fault. Jerry something. <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah. Damn, I mean, sure. yes. What is the Maybe deal? not entirely, but he doesn't help with it. There's yeah, he's got a few words. minor problems. Let's be honest. He's not stopping gerrymandering. <laughs> but in Star Trek, they uh, they have these riots that basically. Uh, 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 fuck what's that word for they get universal basic needs at the end of these riots like in America or worldwide or something oh so we go to UBI yeah but it, it, it takes like World War 3 to get there and like the I mean but that's how it's gonna have to happen yeah so. I mean even even Would a pacifist would you say like, that those I, stimulus checks were technically Ubisoft because it was UBI <laughs> yeah. but I, I genuinely I, no, I'm sorry I had to interrupt you because I felt like that was very appropriate I I do low key think that that there's one of the dead French dudes uh, had this point that like if you give people enough liberty, give them a fish? well no, if you give them enough liberty, they're not going to fight for more because they're going to think they won. Oh yeah. But if you give them too little, they're never going to stop fighting for it because this there's never enough. That's why Hunger Games doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, those people, people would have rioted a lot sooner. You have people starving. 
Oh, the government has guns. Yeah, so will I. I will make some explosives. Get the fuck out of my No, no, you're fine. You're making me think of things. I was just watching Chomsky, of course. Um, He's talking about manufacturing consent, of course. And he's like, well, yeah, because we we talk about uh, fabricating consumers. We we distract the populace by giving them stuff that we make them think they need. And so, like, Chomsky's like, well, think of, like, teenage girls. You know, they... uh, Oh, I can't wait. What their hobbies are they go to the shopping mall and i'm like chelsea's really out here saying women do be shopping like so you know he signed that letter to defend jk rowling yeah oh yeah also do you know margaret atwood atwood is pretty turfy too yeah i don't know who that is that's the lady wrote handmaid's tale which is about Wait. Yeah. Oh, you can be a feminist, but also not acknowledge yeah. trans. That's yet. what that is. Yeah. What, that is exactly what yeah. yeah. a feminist. You think you're a feminist, right? Well, it's. I, I think. I think it's one of those labeling problems where I think, like, if we, if we called it saying, "Hey, I'm an intersectionalist," then you, you kind of like. This is my theory. This is your mini recyclables inside your episode. Is oh, like, gosh. I know. I'm sorry, but if you if you refer to <laughs> so it as something awesome. like intersectionalist or or something like that, then you don't have a specific camp. Like I, it's oh, hard. Yeah. It's 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 difficult to get people to say they're anti or they're pro black. It's even harder to get people to say they're anti-white because of what those concepts are to people inside of them. Intersectional. Yeah, like and and feminism is the same way. Was my point is it's easy to be like I define women this way and only this way, and you're you're not doing a feminism. Yeah, you're definitely not doing an intersectional. You might be doing a feminism. Yeah, exactly. I think that would be the way to describe it. Is that Margaret Atwood, unfortunately, is not an intersectional feminist. She focuses on a lot of the issues that women suffer and. The Handmaid's Tale series is called, I think it's speculative fiction. Yeah. Because she took stuff that's happening everywhere and it's been happening forever and then pulled it all together and made this dystopic future. Mm-hmm. That. So it's like stuff that's already happening, but she's putting it all together. Um, and like, it's really interesting because I stopped watching the show after a couple seasons. I read the book in high school. I do need to reread it. Not because I think it's amazing by any means, but I do think it, it would do me some justice to revisit it. Um, but uh, the show, it's just like June's character is really weird, like the main character, because like she ends up being the handmaid to this family, and it's like she's it's handmade just baby, but that's all. Yeah. So, okay. so in this society, people are unable to have babies. Like fertility rates are just plummeting, and so if you are someone with and and there's also this huge movement of like you know what we're dealing with now of women belong in the house, men have their roles, a lot of like mm-hmm. fundamentalist Christian shit, and so that converges. And what they decide is that women need to lose all their rights and we need to start treating them like livestock, more or less. So rich people, rich people who can't have babies, they get to bring a brooding woman into the house. She lays behind the brooding woman. The brooding woman's there. Dude's fucking so that it's not him cheating. So there's like this whole ritual around it, everything. So it's just a really depressing story. It's it's uncomfortable that like, what sounds like a good time is always ruined by, by yeah. weird people. Like, yeah. what could be a great thing? And honestly, a lot of people are cautioning how we're talking about Handmaid's Tale, especially in regards to Roe v. Wade being overturned. I think there's just a lot of white women out there who really cannot pull their heads out of their asses and just like not just go to this like hysterical moment and not and like also just make it dramatic. Because like, yes, it is serious. It's really fucked up, but. 
it was happening this entire time and we weren't paying attention because it wasn't happening to us. And that's the frustrating part for me. That's my recyclable moment. No, that's good. <laughs> do, you, do, you get a, do you get an applause button? Do, uh, do we got one of those? Or like a... What? Yeah, we're supposed to get one of those. Oh, that's... No, that's a different one. No, we're not doing that right now. What one is it? It's Alaska Man. Nah. I forgot that you made that. Thanks, Carol. How many of those do you have? It allows you to have four? four. It allows me to have four. Um, yeah, I did buy a shitty, uh, like, made in China. More buttons. More buttons thing with some built-in sound effects that were just god-awful. And the whole machine, like, makes a buzz when it's plugged in. No. That's funny. That was funny. But it did make Chelsea sound like an Alvin and the Chipmunks character for oh, yeah. like a good 20 minutes. That's and that, to me, was worth the 10 bucks. No, that's... Beautiful. So, Pat has it. I just wanted to bring it back to what we were talking about. You have a vasectomy. Yeah. What are your plans? I still date a woman that is already uh, snipped, so... Well, I mean, do you think it would be a good idea in case, like, just in case? Oh, yeah. I mean, in would general... Would you want to do it? Yeah. Do, are I'm you not. Think, are you more motivated to do it, maybe, at this point? No, because I don't have plans to be with other people. No, that's moment, fair. So, so she had a hysterectomy? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm so jealous. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Like, she's, she's set. But it's also it's also got weird side effects too, from what I hear, because because you're removing an organ, so your body's well, a little so it depends. like it depends on what you're taking out. Yeah, like if you're just taking out the uterus, like I honestly think that doesn't really cause any problems. It's if you remove the ovaries, because then you have to do hormone replacement. Okay, gotcha. So like you can leave the ovaries, they can pull the other stuff out, and I watched that procedure. It does not look that hard. I'm not I'm not a doctor, so I'm probably full of shit. <laughs> but like. I have to get blown up like a balloon and up my asshole to make sure I don't have cancer. So I'm risking myself every five years. Yeah. I think I should also be able to be like, can I have a hysterectomy, please? Right. I do not want babies. I don't want to even worry about the idea of a baby. I, I want you to take away my oven. <laughs> like, why can't I turn in my fucking badge and gun? Seriously. Points. <laughs> turn in so your badge, you, Cordy's gun. Do you it's want Cordy's steak. Sorry, Charlie. I know I'm getting deep. Oh, you. you did this every time. I, I knew it was coming. I'm so rude. I, I feel like I'm rude, and I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I just no. Nobody asked me these questions, so I've never prepared for. No, it's welcome to recyclables. <laughs> I don't really think I want kids, but at the same time, I haven't been with anyone uh, who's who sparked well, that interest in you. I haven't had sex with anybody in seven years. Eight years oh, okay, so fair I, enough. At this point, I'm like, eh. so it's just dust in there, right? <laughs> But I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be with anybody. Is it, is it, if I may ask, is it a choice or just situation keeps, because like, I guess I'm always like, well, sex workers exist, but like, I know not everyone thinks like me. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, fair. Well, it's like at this point, like, but I also know a lot of people who are like asexual or aromantic and they're or like, they're, it's not a big, not everyone wants to get laid as much as I do. Well, demisexuality is a good thing to talk about too, where it's like, you can't have sex with someone unless you are comfortable and connected with that's them. That's kind so, of where I've been. Like that. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I've kind of explained in the last couple of years. I was like, I'll, I'll form attachments with people at work or you know, that I know, but um, it's like, okay, I should, you know, I don't want to. You don't want shit where you eat. Exactly. And and especially because you don't know how it's going to end up. Yeah. So that's kind of like. But then, yeah, it's just like, I don't. I, that's why I like taking. Reason, I, mean, I will I say this you're going to be much more marketable. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, honestly, yeah. if I were a single person right now, I would be like, who, who snipped? 
because that's all yeah. I want now. That's all I want. Yeah. Because like I, I, I don't even want to worry about. It. And uh, you you said it's a pretty easy procedure. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Pretty. Have we talked about it on our show? Okay, or but your show? how exp- like cost is a so problem? I worry about. So you have insurance. Not good ones right now. Look look into it. Another important I didn't thing pay is always to call, like, reach out to Planned Parenthood because Planned Parenthood places they will offer that procedure. It's an inpatient and they have or whatever. A that lot is. of sliding scale stuff going on. Also, and like, how great I work from be, home, so I just sit around anyway. But how great would it be to have a fundraiser for a sec? Or a bunch. a bunch. Oh my god, you guys! I think we know what our next show should be for. Yeah. What that a vasectomy oh clinic? God. So, like, obviously, raise like maybe we could do half and half. Half goes to like Northwest Abortion Access Fund, and then the other half goes to. Uh, there's got to be some organization, and if not, we'll yeah. figure it out. I mean, there are comedians that need to get snipped. Oh, I could name all. I mean, I, I show me a, <laughs> a lineup, and I'm just like, yes, yeah. every single one of them. Not, not, no, no. Who do you want snipped? Unit. Who wants? No, we're not doing mm-hmm. force. Sorry, that's Gosh. not our team. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just really mad, and there's some comics. I don't, I hope yeah. that no, no one comes it's out It's just, it's just, I recently finished the disability no, know, history of the United States, okay. and it turns out okay. we did that to a lot of people. Yeah, Hundreds of sense. thousands. I'm just millions. saying, if you really want to have kids. <laughs> I don't want half the comics that have kids. I don't want to have a kid. I love my kid. He's I'm made me who right I am. Now, but do you want kids? I was like, wait, did I just learn something about kids? Just as an individual, like just annoys me. I mean, he's definitely a strange human being. Also, he's the kind of person that if a woman says something vaguely sexual, he takes that as a cue to turn the conversation as sexual as humanly possible. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say this about somebody I like. Like, I don't want Anthony Robinson to have kids. Like, just like he's a great guy. I think he'd make a pretty decent dad. I don't think he needs to have kids inflicted on his life. Like, yeah. But I also think like maybe cleaned up his act in the last years, but I've definitely not. And like he's walked people with child molester jokes at my mic before. Wow. Yeah. So now can we cut that part out? I'm sorry. I'm talking. I mean, probably not. All right. If you send it to me, or you can you just bleep his name? Sure. Yeah. Bleep his name. That's a better way to do it. He. I don't think he'll know. I don't have a live bleeper. I'm sorry. One of the be- best Kenneth episodes on 30 Rock when he has to do live bleeping. Oh my god. Oh. I don't know. Ken- I love the episode when he has to therapize Donaghy because Donaghy was yeah. therapizing uh, Liz and then Donaghy breaks in because he says pig <laughs> and then he thinks of his mother pig. <laughs> then, so he takes all the trauma and he has to pass it on to someone else and it's just... Yeah, who does, who does who therapizes him? Or does he do it to himself? I, no, I thought it was uh, maybe Tracy or something. Oh, maybe it was Donaghy who does it. No, so Liz breaks Jack, uh, uh, breaks Kenneth, and then Kenneth breaks Donaghy. Oh, that's oh, that's because right. Kenneth is talking about the mother pig, and then Donaghy is sad about his mom. That's right. Oh, and that's uh, thirty rock. Yeah. Uh, it's been almost a year since uh, Alec Baldwin killed someone. That is true. <laughs> it, it, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred and sixty-five days. Good job. How wild that he's like, yeah, but like, none of this is my fault. Oh, hey, at least so... he didn't do what the guy who directed the X-Files movie did at the funeral of the people he killed. So, Twilight Zone movie. Yes. Have you heard about this? No. So, the dude who made the Twilight Zone movie, what's his name? Oh, Some douchebag. 
But um, it's a behind the bastards episode. It's a behind the bastard episode. He um he wants the Vietnam scene he's doing so realistic. So he has like real helicopters, real explosions, and he has two little kids on set, which kids are not supposed to be around any of that stuff or filming at night. And this is this isn't a whole movie. This, this is, is just part of it. Like it was a segment movie. He's doing he's doing one segment. <laughs> Of this <laughs> and he keeps on making this helicopter pilot do more and more dangerous stuff. And the, the second to last take, he said, uh, the dude's like, this is really scary. I don't think we should. So he's like, nah, do one more. It's going to be fine. And then he threw in even more explosions, threw that guy up, chopped one of the kids in half, and then killed the like killed the dude and the, 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 the pilot guy and the other kid. Oh. And then shows up at the funerals. To say that the like helicopter pilot guy would would have been happy to, that the movie made and that he died in the process, like he would have been proud. It was one of the most dodgy wow. movies. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I like Twilight Zone as a movie you put on because it's bad. Uh, as well as I also like Creepshow for that effect, oh, where you're like, this is this is just fucking. I can have popcorn and soda. Like so, fuck yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't think he's right. That's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Isn't that wild? But yeah, like you know, people do that shit. You know, like another example of that I just watched today. I depressed the shit out of myself. There's a new Netflix show called like, it's not sex lies and videotapes, but it's like the Don't internet sex and robots. Not that one. Wait, it's is new... it the one about like the kid who did all the swatting and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's all about like the alt-right. And so like Gamergate to alt-right oh. to that. And this kid just sends SWAT teams all, and he's and like then, so proud of it. And then one of the SWAT things, eventually the police do what police do, and, and they, they kill a person, and they killed one of the people that could have been the hostage. But this kid gets like 15 years because he has domestic terror. the cops didn't get who shot the person. Yeah. No. The kid who gave the address, the kid who, I, I think even the kid who like started the fight serves time, but the cops did. But the I kid, mean, I'm glad they all served time too, but I wish the cops had served time as well. But the fucking kid is an absolute, I, I, sorry, I shouldn't say it that way, but the kid just is seems utterly unrepentant and it's like, yeah, it's not my fault. No, he's a fucking weasel. Like, he's like, it's I, a really interesting documentary so far. It's, it's, the cops did depressing. it, not me. Like, like, yeah, I did, the cops did it. And the cops are like, fault. and that's the cops are fault. like, it's not our fault because he called us. We just did what we were trained to do. And it's you, like, you, a door, a person opened the door and had their hands up and you shot them. I had to, I had to, I like, put how is that doing your job? And it's, it's extra awkward because it like, starts off as a kind of like oh okay we're gonna talk about swatting that's cool that's cool fucking murder of course murder you're like like you're like you you start off the thing thinking they're not going to address policing and then they're like no we're going to address policing but we will not warn you murder and so yeah. like in the middle of the next episode i'm making breakfast and then like i try to watch the third episode and it's this chick who like is just kind of drifts into the alt-right and is like oh shit i'm in i'm in deep right and like her journey and stuff but the entire time it's just like all of these terrible sad things i'm like trying to eat eggs and potatoes i'm like fuck i can't do that like it's so wild to me that the pipeline to the alt-right is not just conservative it's also like crunchy granola types yeah Hel wellness culture is fucking fascist <laughs> yeah. oh, that makes sense wild. you gotta be a special kind of delusional to go ahead and go with like goop and whatever yeah oh my god goop is wild Goop is, oh. I was just on Goop last night on Twitch. We were scrolling through. It was pretty funny. So I, before, so mad. before I forget, my favorite scene, though, in that thing is when, I guess, Lady is dating. Uh, she's dating this dude, and he gets, like, real tense, and they're having a conversation, and he's like, oh, 
I'm a fascist, and if you can't deal with it, we can't be together. And I was like, holy shit. Because I was looking at my friend and I was like, I'm vaguely leftist, maybe an anarchist. I kind of believe in socialism. And if you can't deal with that, well, like, I guess I'm fine. Like, did you still want eggs? Because <laughs> you're funnier than they are. Wait, have you guys watched Stranger Things yet? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't think I'm going to spoil anything, but that guy at the end is going on this tirade about how bad his parents are. And, you yeah. know, we've seen all these fucking mutilated kids right before yeah. that and finally put all the pieces together is why it happened. And I'm like, I had taken a gummy, so I was really fucking high. So I'm having a couple panic attacks already. I can just, I ride through them. I'm like, my body is fully shaking and I'm just extremely overwhelmed. But I'm watching TV and I'm high and it's okay. <laughs> and so we get to that scene and he's like, and they were just so fucking awful. I pause and I look at Corey. I'm like, can we? make up reasons that his parents were bad that are not bad at all <laughs> so would you like to make up a reason a reason that his parents were bad or not bad at all so what you're saying is well my example was they never rewind their vhs tapes before they return them to the video <laughs> okay, store yeah they have overdue library books mm, you're copycatting me yeah i am, I am. <laughs> well because i was like my original thought was more boring version of it i know because i'm smarter <laughs> <laughs> no but is 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 made him eat all his vegetables is that because that's good parenting but like oh well you remember when that fucking who was the dude who shot up the sorority oh you know it's, and he did like the video in his car and he was all whiny and stuff so, so Stephen Molyneux that white now. supremacist up in Canada did a video about his manifesto and like in his kid's manifesto he's like my parents made me go to camp when I didn't want to <laughs> oh and he's yeah he's like yeah. off all this shit it's like oh you had a normal childhood where you didn't get to do some of the things you wanted to and yeah you probably were traumatized but this doesn't look anything like a reason to murder a bunch of people. How many, pardon me, sir, how many How many times were you kidnapped as collateral for drugs or whatever? Like, how many of those do you have? Yeah, how many of your, like, main oh, uh, cultural centers have been firebombed by the government, you know? Yeah, yeah. how many times have you been kidnapped? At least once that I know of, but I only... Have we but you have a vague suspicion that there's a few more? I wouldn't be sorry. Well, like, I... I have an agreement with my therapist where like there's a lot of stuff I don't remember and I don't need to remember because yeah, we can just that. assume it's the worst. But like I didn't know about the kidnapping thing because I I went to visit my dad and was like, hey, I want to go swimming where we go swimming when I was a kid uh, with Uncle Dave. And he's like, I don't know where Dave took you when he kidnapped you. And <laughs> I was like, could you rewind a bit? Because I didn't even know like that was a kidnapping. I just thought I was hanging out with Uncle Dave and his kids and he was Which like no exactly what you would want your kidnappy to believe yes and he was like yeah no we just owed dave a bunch of money i think it was dave but whatever like we owed him a bunch of money and he picked it up until we could get it and i like it's extra weird to me in hindsight it just occurred to me they they went out to a quarry in a time before cell phones which meant somebody had to like wait by a payphone like there was yeah there was a quarters exchanged for my custody oh my God. nevertheless he doesn't remember where was that, this before state quarters? Yes, this was before he went to prison. And uh, <laughs> I come back. I was visiting him. He's dead now. But I, I got, He's dead now. thank God. But I asked my mom about it when we still talked. And there's, she's like, you were never kidnapped. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot about, <laughs> I totally forgot you were kidnapped. And I was like, 
You guys How wonder. Is so fucking nonchalant you guys, about this. You guys wonder why I might have issues with you. Why, like, I'm glad he's dead and we don't talk. Me. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, like here, I, as a personal example, on the other end of that, one time while my son was with his mom, his house caught fire. Oh. I don't always remember that. But I've never forgotten that he lived through a house fire. And I wasn't even fucking there. Yeah. Right. I have a friend who had to have, like, intestinal surgery. And her mom lied to her and said that that didn't happen. That's terrifying. Just imagine. And, like, she was really little. So she has, like, some memories of it. But then later on, like, her mom lets something slip. And she's like, what the fuck? It's like, that's, yeah, I need to know that. It's (laughs) really wild. Well, like. I wa- I'm on TikTok all the time. It's a problem. But, like, I was watching, I was watching where, like, people talk about how, like, their parents will tell them they're allergic to things or they can't eat things. And then later on, they're like, I can eat these things? Like, oh, well, I just didn't want you to get fat. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, damn. Well, you go to hell. I didn't eat cheese for 18 years? That would be me. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would go on a rampage. We, I talk about it in therapy a lot with my therapist because I constantly worry about being a good dad or at least being a good, like, guy in charge of a, another human being's journey, whatever. But, like, we, I've kind of come to the conclusion that a actual part of being a good parent is that, like, you you have to let them teach you stuff, too. Like, you can't be yeah. God. You, you have, have to, to be you have to be willing to take feedback. And so much so much of parenting is like, I'm the sovereign. You're you're an object until you're your own object or until you're your own yeah. thing. But even then, you kind of still owe me because, like, I made you and like I. I, I know part I of that. yeah, and that's 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 always been my philosophy. Yeah. Is like I didn't want to be born. I, I, I would like nothingness. Nothingness sounds real easy. Like it sounds real comfy. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you nothingness is back doesn't hurt. Well, and like for me, it's like regardless of if I want to be here now, I didn't ask to be here, and you can't, you you cannot act like birthing a helpless being and giving it a home is something that you have to you receive you should receive repayment for every year on a specific day (laughs) do you get do you get a text from people why didn't they get a call oh no no they know why they don't get calls and the 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 other which is i don't talk to my mom and it's uh it's not because i don't like a lot of people will be like, oh, because you hate her. And it's like, no, I love her. But she's kind of always in crisis. And anytime I'm around her, she's like, oh, you can save me from this crisis. And I'm like, ah, ah you put me in a permanent state of crisis first. So I kind of got to deal with mine. I love you. I can't let you ruin my life. So we yeah. have to do we have to have boundaries here. And we have to have certain rules. <laughs> and so my brother called me for her on like the day before Father's Day to be like, she really wants to talk to you. And I was like, I understand. I understand, I dude. Her. Yeah, and, like, do you not understand how extra fucked up it is that she's, like, bringing you into Using this you to, to talk with me. Because she won't... And the, and the main thing is, like, if if she could just respect the boundaries of, like, no, I just need time to get my life in order. Like, <laughs> when, when I can pay rent on time... Like, when I can pay rent. When I can take care of myself, I'll talk to you because then I can help you. Yeah. But right now I cannot help you and that's what you want from yeah, me. Yeah, hierarchy of needs here. And it's... Yeah. And it's but it's, it's the opposite. It's, it, it was a weird thing one. to get the opposite of, like, my mom called to... Like, my mom was trying to get permission mission to call me on father's day which i was like was really oh how the wheel has turned 
Well, here's something kind of wild that I've realized. I thought when I moved out here, it was to get away from my mom and dad, you know, just listen. Like, I mean, that wasn't the only reason, but I knew that, that I felt like that was something that was going to help our relationship. But like, I don't think there was any problem with our relationship. It was like, oh, you just didn't want to be around your sisters anymore. Got it. And I, so like, that's the realization I'm coming to. Cause it's like, I've always loved my parents and I've wanted them like in my lives, but like their kids suck. Yeah. You know, my I told my mom I was like I don't want to go to the family reunion because I don't feel welcome. Like I don't feel like two of your children want me there, and that they're not going to talk to me. Like they're going to talk to me in a way that's going to make me want to just go cry in the tent, which is a lot of what I did last time. And I was like, well, they do that to me too. And I'm like, then why are you wanting me to go through this? Because <laughs> I went. Then through. don't invite them. Oh, it's at <laughs> Cabin and Sealy. Mm-hmm. So like the main sister who hates me, the sister who told me. When I, when I told her I had an abortion, she said, you know I wanted to have more kids, right? And? She had had a hysterectomy, and she was assuming I was throwing away her chance to have another baby because I didn't birth my ex-boyfriend's baby that I was blackout drinking while we got pregnant. People are crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, definitely my first thought was, you know, I'm going to say this one. I know someone who's going to use this. this you one. know, I yeah, that's what human lives are. They're just objects you can transfer that won't mess with a kid to be. I, I like that Chris had the same reaction as me is like, just, just don't invite them, like, or just don't go. Like, just, I know, yeah. I'm not, no, I'm not going. Yeah, and like, I put it, I, I like, I mean, I kept on initially, I said I couldn't afford it, and then my mom and dad called, they're like, we can pay for you, and I'm like, okay, oh, well, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. No, I don't want to mm. be around them, <laughs> yeah, like, so. Grandma died uh, at the end of May, and I didn't go to the funeral yeah. because, I mean, that's my dad's mom, and I understand that he has a whole grieving process that he needs to go through, and that he will be at that temple, and that if I get into a fight at the temple, my grandma in her next life will be very disappointed in me. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing with family is that people seem to think that genetic lottery means relationship compatibility. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even related to my dad. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's my stepdad technically, but, like, we met when I was three, and he's the guy but who even, was but there. Yeah, I guess genetics and also just, like, family connections. Yeah. Just because someone's a part of your family doesn't mean that they care about you or love you or want the best for you. Well, because we're... I, I think it's it's that sunk cost fallacy bullshit where we're like, <laughs> well, I've known you for 10 years, ergo... Like, I've had some falling out with friends in the last... Especially during COVID times and shit where I'm like, you know, I can't... I can't do friendship with you because... You, we're just not compatible. Like, we're not... You're not gonna... This just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I, I had to tell him, Pat, let's try one more time. Uh, yeah. You're about to cut me out. And it turns out I was the problem, as usual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that feel. He was the problem. <laughs> That is the beauty of sorry. Just my, it's my favorite thing in life is that like I'm very willing to be like, oh no, it was my fault. I'm. It's I'm, my it's my immediate knee jerk reaction. Like yeah. when, <laughs> like when my neighbor slammed the door in my face and was like, because I was trying to tell him to turn down his music, and he was like, yeah, because well, I was stressing out my cats. He's like, well, I have kids, and he slammed the door in my face. But like my first thought before he slammed the door was, oh no, what am I doing that's upsetting your kids? Yes. Please tell me so I can fix it. And then I went, oh, wait, no, oh, that's no. not what happened here. That's not what he meant, yeah. 
No, he's pointing out that not only does he not care about your cats, he really doesn't care about his kids. As we found out. Yeah. Fun question. If I am filing police reports about these things, am I supposed to be talking about them on a podcast? Is that a thing I don't This do? can all just be hypothetical. Yeah, this is... Yeah, yeah probably, I, would, I would argue not if you're going to edit it out just in case. Like, unless you're going to edit stuff, I would... If you're, if you're pending a legal thing, you don't want to... I, since I worry about the kid and my brain Did is you file an actual police report oh yeah cops are involved we've well, talked we've to CPS twice the now then it should be fine yeah okay. if you're, if you're, I mean I think the only way it would be bad is if like you if, if there were charges like against you or it was like a specific conflict between you and you're just reporting it's not, like he, it's not like we're doxing this guy we haven't mentioned our address we don't know his That's name true. we're well, like go ahead sorry so like 120 in the morning I'm on my way up to bed and I hear the most god-awful noise. And I'm like, is is that the new neighbor's dog? What the fuck is happening? And there is a small child just, like, holding on to the railing and, like, shaking and, like, sobbing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, no. So Chelsea went out there because... uh yeah, bad to have adult men talk to other people's kids. Not because there's well, anything bad about it, but also because I'm not okay in these moments. Yeah, no, honestly, you, yeah. I'm. So uh, I'm inside trying to figure out how to call non-emergency because in my head this is still non-emergency. And after trying that for like ten minutes, I go, "Okay, Fuck well, it. obviously it's not. <laughs> Nothing in this phone tree is giving me what I need." And yeah. so yeah, I go to nine one one, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna send somebody out." I was like, "Oh cool, I did this right then. Thanks." Good. Uh, and yeah, yeah. and like an hour later, the cops show up. They it took them an hour to show. They're on strike I'll now. Be honest, oh, yeah. This an hour was pretty good time for, in my book from what I've seen for cops' response. Yeah. So well, that's just wild to me. I, but again, I haven't really had to interact with cops a lot. Like that's a whole thing. But there's like there's a lot of talk that like basically like well, if you guys want to do away our money, like we just won't do our jobs. You have so much money. I know. No, but so here, much money. Here, here's the fucked up part. Back here, that you just said they get scammed by their unions and by like all this other bullshit. Uh, where like they're not really better than like other middle middle make class. More money. Yeah, but they earn a lot more money than I do. Correct. Yeah. But they're, they they just. They, oh, it's, sorry, it's it's a it's beautiful okay. thing oh, yeah. where like they have all the things a person would need, but then because they're corrupt, their versions of it are corrupt, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like worker solidarity for you murder alright sorry anyway Google yeah. LASD gangs everybody Google. oh Let's yeah I've been learning a lot about that and the Bentons and their badges and shit yep oh my God. The, every time the, they kill someone they put a the notch in their badge Los Angeles uh, oh, did nobody gangs. watch the fucking shield did like no. nobody did, ev- did. did everyone like I, I watched was it was a cop show yeah, yeah. And I don't watch cop shows see I never would it, it, that's it, not true we're watching Law and Order SVU well, a lot so lately. I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine because Brooklyn Nine-Nine is hilarious sure. unfortunately yes. it's copaganda but it is funny yeah. and I watched a fuck ton of Law and Order as a kid <sighs> but like actual cop drama shit no. I don't fucking like that I stuff. didn't I watched it because it's it's supposed to be about dirty cops and so oh that's nice because that's all of them yeah and that's kind of the, that's kind of the <laughs> how it goes and that's that's kind of the premise where like the gang task force is basically a gang itself the the, the, the there's like one good detective out of like 15 characters the i think outlier. she 
CCH Pounder. And then she's dead. Yeah, and then, and oh yeah, I I forgot she passed away, didn't she? Oh, I was guessing. No, no, she lives to the end, but she does get cancer or lupus or something at some point. And then they, they, I can't remember if they, I can't remember if they did it or if it was, was a gag they wanted to do, but they were going to suggest that one of the homicide detectives was also a serial killer. Like, and the captain is actually a politician who like just gets the job to run for mayor and has a whole thing but there's there's just tons of they they have asset search and seizure in like the second season where they realize oh if we like that guy's car we can pull him over and impound it and now it's police property and we can use that to do police investigations because we're yeah. we're, the, we're the police anyway yeah. sorry so they knock on the door like solid cop knock you know for like 10 seconds and then they wait for like two minutes and then they leave and then they call me to ask questions awesome i know that's not fun but it's about all you guys can do for those kids well like the part that always sucks about that is like because you want to help the kid like i know i know the cops aren't the answer like i wish we could just like no but they're what i can do right they're now all you can yeah because i'm not allowed to just take a child yeah, yeah. well no it's a, it's a similar it's, i'm not batman unfortunately it's about our our most recent of times with covid and like trans rights and women's rights and fucking every right black is, people all of it yeah it's just that it's like there is so much of us feeling like this and my frustration is how much solutions other people like my frustration as a person with disability issues is like how much solution other people have as at the same time that i'm frustrated with like so you're saying like be as someone with a disability you have more limitations to solving your problems on that. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's okay. frustrating to me that it's like, I want to, I, I feel the same inclination as Chris to be like, okay. I want to fucking help. Like, like you saw with my friend this past fucking yeah. week where it's like, I fucking wish I could just put you a person going through your episode on my couch. I wish we had the recyclables commune where you could just have a room yeah. and do your thing and we'll check on you. And once you're ready to get help, somebody will be here. We'll have somebody sit and talk with you. So you don't, you don't leave for fucking India or whatever. If we didn't all have fucking jobs like that took us away from our jobs 40 hour a week, we could have time for each other to do a lot of these things. Yeah. People could feel support if they weren't fucking having to work all the time. There's a Fred Hampton quote, the dude, the Jesus and the Black Messiah guy, uh, where he's like, homeless people, like we oftentimes talk about how people don't have jobs and then we walk past homeless people and it's like, no, that's your fucking job. Find that person a house, find them food, find them a way to fucking feel sane and safe and secure and then help them help the next person. That should be your fucking job, not Burger King or Plaid Pantry yeah. or fucking whatever. Okay, what? but I really like Whoppers, so. I mean. But then you can make them if you want. Yeah, there's no reason anyone can't make Whoppers still, but like. It would be nice if we it was a choice to make said whoppers instead of having to make said whoppers to exist. Yeah, Epicurus is his, his communist where he was like, because he said the greatest joy is to work at work you enjoy doing with people that you like. So he had these, these communes. They set up, people just go and they could work on their craft, whatever that was, if you were into calligraphy, if you were into, say, beer making or cider making. And then the Christians came along and said, no, these are ours now. And we put monks in there to document yeah. the works of Jesus or whatever. And that's how monasteries began. There's these dudes called the Diggers in 16th... I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I mean, to No. Just all the things Charlie just said. That's all. 
Ready to get even sadder in the English Civil War, which is like sixteen hundred something, if I remember right. Yeah, there Charles are, the first. That's when it was Charles the worst. Yeah. So, there, so <laughs> yeah, after, I think I blocked out all of my European history. So after that, there's a point where um, the 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 British don't have a king. They don't have a system. They're Good. not sure what to do. But the problem is when the British, the, the Cromwell was in. Yeah, Cromwell comes along. He ends all that. But one of the groups he ends. <laughs> One of the groups he ends the is diggers. called the Diggers, and the Diggers were proto-commune anarchists who were like, "Look, we can just farm and take care of each other, and like, we don't need to go to work." Because uh, because what happened was the Lord started privatizing the lands. They started being like, um, "This is mine, and since you live here, you work on it." And I mean, I'm not saying you're mine, but everything on the land is mine. <laughs> so on my land, like. Okay, but here's what I hate the most, though. You know those people? The people you're talking about All right murdered. now? All rounded up and fucking executed. <laughs> okay, also bad. But what pisses me off more than that, because I'm selfish, is that they worked less than I do. Oh, yeah. that makes me so mad. Oh, whenever I realize <laughs> that someone more comfortable than me is working less, I'm like, and like, not because like, like if you if you have a disability and you can't fucking work, that's great. But if like you just get to fucking coast in life and you don't have to have a forty hour week job and you don't have to figure shit out, I'm like, go like, fuck yourself. No, like peasants literally worked twenty five hours a week <sighs> and got like six weeks off a year. Yeah, because you just had to do a thing. There, All there's these days. Yeah, there's a there's, work parties were fucking great. I I just talked to a friend about this because I had a post like where feast day though. I'm hungry. <laughs> Not man. We should have a feast day. Some, but like feast day for vasectomies. Before we get too far off topic, I do want to anyone who's interested in some of that uh, like anarchy stuff that I was talking about specifically. I was just recommending to another friend a book called The Conquest of Bread. It's vaguely short. It's kind of poetic. Get that bread. Uh, but it's it's by this dude who used to be like a Russian uh, monarch in like the eighteen whatever. <gasps> but now he's I a slow monarch this. in the eighteen whatever. <laughs> but now he's like an anarchist. Oh, he's dead now. But he was an anarchist in like the early nineteen hundreds and he wrote this book basically like a kind of uh, an idea for what could happen if if we kind of lived communally and lived more in that way but still with modernity because we have all the tools to automate like so much shit i know and like so much shit so much like the, one of the many things that pisses me off about the police is like they exist because we insist crime exists because we exist insist like need and want exist right and if you get rid of need and want then you're gonna have way less crime and we do that you get rid of the cops and the cops don't hear oh everyone has everything nice they hear you get rid of the cops and that's what we are so like we don't right. want that well, we're not gonna go do a different job i want a badge and a gun and i want no accountability i want to shoot to be fair. people i want to shoot anyone that i want <laughs> here's the fucked up and part shit though. Is true, though i want to be scared shitless and think the only way to abolish that fear is murder like that's but that's... not all of it's scared shitless some of this is like with the yeah, gangs yeah. he's talking about yeah, that's yeah. targeted and yeah so my friend yeah. uh he was like uh, auxiliary police in the Bitterroot Valley in Montana. And like, he was kind of interested in a career. He's like, I don't know, maybe we'll see. Well, then he realized they would start playing games like, all right, the first person to uh, pull over this many cars of this kind. You know what I mean? I know that's pretty neutral, but it's like, but, uh, okay, so you have that stock. 
Yeah. Um, you and then something happens in that stop, and then they get spooked. So it's like you have this targeted. I want to harass people, and then you have this. I'm a scared man, baby, who doesn't ever want to challenge me. And then you have them come together, and then we just have a bunch of murders. Yes, because you you always assume everyone is as worse or as awful well, as, you as you are. Yeah. And so like that's why it's hard for me sometimes to deal with shitty people because I'm like I'm even nice to the people I hate the most. So I'm like I, I want to stab you, but do you want some morphine first? This is gonna be really bad like whereas like cops are like well i'm i i shoot people that scare me therefore everyone else must be willing to cap people that scare me cap because i'm i genuinely don't think i can oh i'm hard just thinking about it punching someone but i can't really imagine shooting someone yeah have you never punched someone um i mean like punch people in the shoulders and stuff like that but I've never really been in a fight with anyone other than a family member, and that was when I was, like, 14. Yeah. I don't really get phys- – oh, I did get drunk and get into a wrestling match with someone. It was on purpose. But then I guess I took it too far, and I kicked her in the neck a bunch, and I feel really bad about it. I'm, I don't want to hurt people. Like I and, and also, like, in those situations, I shrink. I def- and Because I, I don't have a fight or a flight, I have a freeze. Yeah. I'm a freezer. I, but I have a bunch of internal... I think I suppress a lot of stuff. A lot of your rage? Oh, I have that rage in there. I just don't want it to hurt anyone. Yeah. I've been punched out. Except for Mitch uh, but I can't I was going to say, I decided that channeling it was the way to go. I just don't know what... I channel into some things, but yeah, some of it just sits there. Where the fuck have you been this whole time, Harriet? Oh, God. She's going to say something racist. We've been too nice. Uh, John Hinckley, she wrote him love letters. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's crazy. I like that meme about how, like, John Hinckley spends like 40 years in prison and he comes out and everyone's like, it's just too bad you missed. Like, it's just the guy who shot Lincoln. Yeah. The guy who shot Lincoln. Damn. Yeah. When Will Spooth got out of jail, that was crazy. They were like. (laughs) Or, uh, or, uh, yeah. I've been. Or, uh, there's Did a running gag on uh, Behind the Bastards. Robert Evans keeps on saying that Bernie Sanders assassinated JFK. <laughs> I mean, he's old enough, but does he have a motive? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just like a nonsense thing. That I think well, well no, I think, I think it's just there's a lot of like weird conspiracy theories on the right all the time about like what people did and didn't do jfk's coming back guys yeah no junior 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 junior. yeah it's important because jfk may be a little too liberal for some of those people exactly yeah (laughs) jfk jr just the right kind of flavor neolib i think he's like a more attractive don jr right did you know woody harrelson's right woody harrelson's dad uh, is in try? prison for trying to kill the Supreme Court yeah, judge. Yeah, he was a, he was a Who did he try to kill? I can't remember which one. I, I don't even remember the fucking circumstances. Yeah, I didn't actually, know. that would be did very uh, No, I don't think... I, oh, man. No, he was... He was I think he arrested for conspiracy. Sorry, just to uh, brief aside, because the guy who was following Brett Kavanaugh, he called the cops on himself. I'm like, dude, how could you fuck up so bad? Why did he do that? Just, what did he say? He's just like, I'm going to kill Brett Kavanaugh. I'm outside oh, his house. Oh, my God. Uh, and, they, and then they, the Congress immediately voted to like, oh, we need to protect him more. Yeah, just I, like, like, so you know who we don't need to work, protect. Um, Planned Parenthood workers. We Shows. don't need to. We don't need to protect. Minority. We don't need to expect cops to do yeah, their yeah, jobs yeah. and protect people. But we need to pay people to protect the Supreme Court justices for making rules for people that they say their opinion doesn't matter. Because you do know that was a part of the Roe v. Wade ruling. Fucking Alito, he was like. We do not make decisions based on a public opinion. Yeah. 
Sure. Uh huh. The the then the, what uh, the fuck is it from? Yeah. Charles Void Harrelson, who died uh, March 15th of 2007, was an American hitman and organized crime figure who was convicted of assassinating federal judge okay. John H. Wood Jr., the first federal judge to be assassinated in the 20th century. Why was he assassinated? Um, so he did win. <laughs> he did win. Yeah. He, he, Good for him. I mean, he won the kill, but then went to prison. Still wins. Uh, he and, won the battle, but lost the war. And in Woody Harrelson's I mean, new Netflix movie, he that plays an assassin. <laughs> That would be weird. I would. Uh, I I can't imagine that's a comfortable. Oh, he was hired by a drug dealer to kill the judge. Oh, that makes sense. I no. was so like you know, there's a lot of like murdering of abortion providers and stuff like that. So I was thinking maybe it was something like that. I show of hands, who thinks? Like I was looking that up while you guys were talking about who thinks the dude that called himself was an op. And was just like, well, the the court's just like, well, we want protection. Here's, oh, like you think it was? Oh, like I would not oh, pass that. Flag. Like, like. I mean, I think I also though do not want to um, diminish the lack of planning skills of someone who's going to murder someone out of anger. Yeah, no, I can, yeah. I can say it might be somebody stopping themselves. Let's just aren't as violent. So we don't plan <laughs> that shit out as well. Leftish. What? <laughs> what do you do? Like? No, I would say on the whole, like I wouldn't say it's everything. <laughs> age. It does feel good. Oh, no. I would say that a lot of the people who are probably new to left are less violent than a lot of the old guard left. Because yeah. I yeah, would say fair. old school left is, you know, like fucking anti-fascist, fucking sharks, like skinheads against yeah. uh, racial yeah. prejudice. Like those guys were really fucking violent. But then I think Black the Overton window went far enough that a lot of people felt safe enough that they thought we didn't need to do that anymore. Well, it's, uh, it's or at least white. And I mean, again, we are a bunch yeah. of white people talking about this. Well, it's that catch right too of like, well, we're white people in a super liberal city that like has a, a, a strong enough kind of leftist movement that's interconnected with itself that you have to kind of get into it to get into it. Like we're, I'm sure there's plenty of leftists who, who would be like, the fuck are those guys, but would welcome us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it, it's that thing about like Antifa only exists when there's the fa, right? Yeah. Like so, whenever people bitch about Antifa, I'm like, you know what you could do is get rid of the fascists, and the Antifa doesn't even need to be here. So yeah. when you get violent people on the left, there are people maybe like Chris or I who are like, I'm Chris is going to learn martial arts. I'm going to take therapy or whatever, and we're going to focus that instead of being like, this should be somebody else's problem. Yeah. Right. And I like I think I think that's the biggest distinction is that like leftish people are more willing to be like my anger and my violence are my responsibility. They're my problem yeah. and I need to do the well, right thing. Whereas people on the right are much more like, no, you made me angry, so it's your fault I hit you. Yeah. Like and then Yeah. There's I, not a lot of emotional intelligence on the right. No. And so I think that's the other the, than manipulative emotional intelligence. I think that's kind of the problem with like centrist liberals, moderates, whatever you want to call it, is just that it's like I think they don't know where the violence goes, if that makes sense. Like they're like, well, the cops exist and they're violent against the poor. So that must be what violence is. Because I have no no I live wibbly wobbly. Like yeah. I'm really glad I don't follow more dude comedians on Facebook because I would have been really mad about how many of them weren't saying anything about the Roe v. Wade thing or were saying things. I'm like, yeah, sure you believe that. Sure I, you believe that. I try to keep it a little quiet because it's one of those things. It's like Juneteenth where it's like it's not it's not well, mine. No, but to... I think it is good for men to at least say where they're at yeah. on this and to be willing to like 
at least say where they're at. Or at least be just amplifying. Yeah. Just share a fucking meme from me. Yeah. Yeah. But like some of my friends are pretty like some of my friends are pretty fucking quiet about it. I'm like, this is not the time to be quiet. Yeah. And honestly, there's never been a time for us to be quiet, but the we worst, each pass worst possible day. time. Do you think this leads to civil war? Because that's what I've been like. Everybody's saying civil war. Well, I'm yeah, a lot of people are saying that the Supreme Court really blew it with this one. Because like this is what's well, like, especially the right because they doesn't said have that much to do anymore. Especially because they said they're coming for so many other things. Oh yeah. Well, and like that, that's the thing is like, everyone's like, well, now they're coming. So like, no, they were always coming for this. This, yeah. this, is this the, was just the flashpoint. Yeah. Thing. This is like the pinnacle of everything. Cause it, to me, this is like, they've, they've now, they had the Trump project. They got three fucking judges in and now it's, they're, they're, they're like, happy. Yeah. They're, they're, and now they're just they, going to keep stripping everything else away until yeah. we start throwing Molotov cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Guns, so, and so guns are not a state's right. Everybody had everybody yeah, in no, the country. Right. Yeah, everybody in the country is, is is has the right to just carry a gun all the time, which you know, arm. We're talking about violent leftists. Mark said to arm the well, military and I mean, so they can. Historically, anytime gun control has been put in place, it's taken guns out of the hands of black people. Yeah, yeah, and other marginalized. Oh, oh, I'm <laughs> quite sure. And then, oh. Do you know that it used to be illegal for black people to own dogs? I know that fucked with me Wait, so what? hard. Yeah. At points in American history, it was illegal for black people to own dogs because they could use them to protect themselves against fucking lynch mobs. Oh, my God. And again, I will point out this thing that I love to point out, which is like mostly black people, like 99 percent of lynching is black people. The, uh, that other one white percent is the people who were like, I, I stand with those folks. And like, I'm not saying that to be like, oh, what about us? But I'm saying that to be like, that's why it's important to actually work together and 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 fucking find your friends and family and well, join with like, them. Altruism of, can also be selfish. You can help <coughs> people because you know it will help you. Yeah. One of the most frustrating discoveries for me was it's the end of June, actually, which is at the start of June was when the, the Tulsa massacre happened right. and whenever that was. And one of the really eye-opening moments was uh, was just finding out how much of it was middle class, how much of it was wealthy people, how many poor people were just not helping. Like That was, that was a big thing. They were scared or stayed there's definitely poor people in the crowd not going to say that there wasn't fucking that but part of the reason that all that shit got incited was poor whites were kind of seeing good results from black wall street as well because like black people weren't as racist as white people so they're like oh, oh yeah i'll give you a job yeah and they're not as classist because like the system is kind of new you, you kind of have to have money to be classist and black people historically did not have money and yeah. so like you start seeing black people do better and poor people do better and the middle class have this it freak the fuck out yeah because they're like if if you're middle class and we're middle class and they're rich that must mean we're poor and they're rich and i can't have that like i don't want to be rich rich is obviously evil but poor sucks so sorry you guys have to die for my fucking property to get so much property theft in that too that was oh, sorry sorry can we put this one on ours too sure okay i'll, I'll just send you the whole i ball. think that would be great yeah. honestly uh, can we take a look Absolutely. Absolutely. Power yeah. do you guys want another drink i would lose the button now yep all right. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to part one of this conversation with Rochelle Cody and Patrick Thomas Perkins. We love having them on the show. And all our talks really get deep and, and super I don't know, integral and important. So uh, 
yeah, we talked a lot with them. So, you know, we're going to split this one up, I think. And, uh, hey, go make sure to go check out their podcast, Recyclables, and also News Dump. And it's all on the same uh same thing so don't, don't you don't have to search around too much but uh check out their patreon please support these guys they're doing amazing work and i just want you know you should want to support them i want to support them hey if you want to support us patreon.com slash everything uh everything podcast you can support us directly um yeah patreon.com recyclables check them out uh Anchor.fm slash everything podcast. You can find all of our older episodes, all the upcoming episodes. You can follow us on Spotify and find the new episodes when they come out. And we have these crazy in-depth conversations like this. So please, you know, if, if you, that's the kind of thing you like, just stick around. We also do gaming, more gaming content coming on soon. We just played Mothership with Patrick Thomas Perkins and some other friends. And you can watch that whole, if you join the Patreon, you can watch that whole a uh, four-hour video of us just hanging out with some friends and playing some tabletop RPG horror in space. It's so fun. Um, follow us any, anywhere else you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, check us out. If, as you'll hear later on, you know, Rochelle and Patrick and us are, are uh, maybe trying to do a live show coming up here. So stay tuned to that. You can follow us Facebook.com slash everything and nothing podcast i think something like that we're on instagram sometimes we're on twitter sometimes just follow us where you can but definitely facebook uh and uh and the spotify and you'll you'll hear all the updates in these episodes when they eventually come out <laughs> um hey follow me on twitch twitch.tv slash charlie hickmont uh, and sometimes chris and i play fall guys together and it's fun uh come play games with us we're gonna be doing that uh, come watch us play more board games and, and tabletop games. You guys, we're out there. We're trying to do things, and we appreciate you listening. And like I said, next week or next whenever, we'll put out more of this podcast. So thanks. Stay tuned. See you next time. Bye. Bye.